Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. It's just grown and grown and grown and grown, and God is doing great and mighty and incredible things, raising up leaders. I see, I see women. Miss Liliana, you guys were here this week. There was a group of women back there, and uh, they were getting, they were meeting God. They were fellowshipping. They were just, they were just rejoicing in the Lord. And it was all Hispanic ladies, and uh, it was incredible to see. And uh, we have an incredible, incredible Hispanic ministries. And this morning, we get to have the opportunity. Uh, for our Hispanic pastor, Pastor Luis. He's going to minister to us today. So will you give it up for Pastor Luis this morning? And he's going to preach in Spanish. I'm going to translate, okay? So we're just going to change the mic back and forth. You don't want that to happen. It wouldn't be good. Okay, you stay here because I was looking for someone. (laughs) Good morning, everybody. Oh, what a powerful presence of God in this house, this beautiful morning. And I thank God for giving us this gift to come to the church on Sunday morning to praise His name and to fellowship with other people that have been experienced His love, grace, and power. So I thank God for that opportunity. I really love to to, to go to the church and, and just enjoy uh, God's blessings. I know it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, Father's Day, and, and I, I congratulate all the fathers in, the, in this house uh, in this beautiful morning. I'm a father of three sons. They live in uh, North Carolina. And, uh, in fact, we have our granddaughter here, uh, Priscilla. So she came to spend a few weeks with us. In Oklahoma, <laughs> but uh, as uh, as I was thinking in this uh, in this morning in my task to preach and share the word of God with you, um, probably I'm, I'm not going to to speak to the fathers. I mean, per se, you know, something specific, as you know, sometimes we do. But um, out of my, uh, my praise and my uh, asking God about what I'm going to share this morning, I'm going to share this out of uh, Psalm 23, verse 4, and share this work with you. It's something that I call a productive journey, a productive journey. And I want to, um, I, I know we don't, we don't, we don't, uh, you know, sometimes we don't have to apologize for things. But pardon my asking. So I've been in U.S. for 20 years, uh, almost 20 years. And I'm still learning English. English is a beautiful language, but it's hard to learn English. <laughs> so I'm glad that Spanish is, uh, I believe, it still will be the uh, heavenly language. <laughs> One day I was asking somebody, why did you say that? And he was a missionary, and he says, and he told me this to me. He says, it's because it takes an eternity to learn this. He says that. But in Psalm 23, verse 4, the Bible says, Yeah, 
Though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear not evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The Bible says, because you are with me. When I was uh, reading once again this scripture, it happened to be these four areas that come to my heart and to my mind of our life that are part of our relationship with God. The number one is relationship, which means that God is not only a person who will seek when we are in troubles, but a person who we relate to because we need that relationship. We have to have a relationship with God in order for lives to really get straight and accomplish every purpose for uh, we living in this earth. One of these days, I was uh, walking through one of the aisles of the airport, and I saw this device, you know, this in the, in the walls, to use it, you know, to break something, a crystal or, or, or glass or something in case of emergency. And he says, break it in case of emergency and use it. And I believe that God is not that kind of device that we just going to seek him when we are in troubles. But we need, we have to have that relationship with the Lord. The second area is knowledge. It is the knowledge given to us as a result of our relationship with him. As we are related to God and we seek his face and we read his word and we pray and we seek his face every day, you know that one of the things the Lord will grant us is the ability to know him, to know his purposes, to know his grace. And this knowledge is the knowledge is given to us as a result of our relationship with him. But the third area is dependency. This dependency is initiated in us because the knowledge we acquire of him, knowing he is faithful, he is loving, and he is a caring God, and that he is able. When we become to start this relationship with the Lord, we start knowing him. And when we start knowing him, we start having this dependency on him. And that's the reason we pray in the morning or we pray in the afternoon or we pray at night. And we go to him every time we have to go and we have to do that. But the last thing is care. Remind us that he is a good shepherd. He is with us even when that seems to be the most difficult and troubling times in our lives. Now, let me uh, uh, explain to you a little bit about what I think about these first three areas. The first three areas of this, what I'm sharing with you, it, it must be carried and practiced by us. I think this is our initiative. It has to be our desire. It has to be our activity. 
I mean the relationship, the knowledge, and dependency, even though God is the one who made these three areas available for us. I wouldn't be God, we can have a relationship with him, nor him or have that experience of so depending on him, but they have to be practiced by us. The last one is what we receive from God, uh, his expressions of love and concern for our lives. His care. He care for us. He speak to us. He reveal his purpose to us. And I believe this is not something that God does every eight days or every Sunday. But I believe it's something that the Lord does every day. When I read Psalm 24:4, it means that God provides protection. God gives us his protection. But not only that, but also he gives us his guidance and his blessings to his children. And understand then understand and accept that his presence is a reality with us when we walk through valleys of life. So to me, it's crucial to understand his presence is with us to keep moving and to be productive in this journey that we are walking with him. Not to not, not the word though from Psalm 23:4. This word is an adverb used when you are saying something that is different from or contracts with a previous statement. See, what is the statement? The statement says, Yeah, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, here is the contracts. I will feel not evil because you are with me. And because you are with me, it means more than a positive statement. We not only say, we live, we feel, we experience that. When I say God is with me, I'm not just pronouncing something that the Bible says or somebody else says. But I experience, it's my experience. I feel his presence every day. If, if there is a day that I don't feel his presence, I know he is still there when I'm going and I'm walking through. Hallelujah. And because you will be with me, it means what I say more than a positive statement. It means a specific and real actions or activities that come because of His presence. His presence also means actions. I've been walking with the Lord for 35 years. And sometimes his presence is just his presence. But sometimes his presence brings actions into my life, into my family, or the people that I'm praying for or, the, or that I'm relating with. His presence also means actions 
And that brings us to a level where we can have realistic expectation because God is real. God is real. God is real. And his presence will be with us. We can confess he is with us. But it's a reality. He wants us to know that. Now, let me uh, uh, point something else in, in this precious uh, Psalm, the 23. In the beginning of Psalm 23, verse 1, the Psalms writer says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When he called God my, God my shepherd, according to the work of a shepherd, our relationship with God means what a shepherd does. Let me remind you four things that a real shepherd does. He gives guidance to his sheep. He gives correction, protection, and provision. And I believe these are activities of a pastor. Those are also his duties on behalf of a sheep. Sheep in, in instinctively recognize the pastor for his activities. We know that the words and activities define a person. It doesn't mean that activities of God for us is the only way to get a sense of security. His presence is the most important value we have, according to the writer, to bring comfort and security and peace to our minds and hearts. Therefore, remember that these activities from the pastor, guidance, correction, protection, and provision are based in the love of the shepherd for his sheep. I believe God is doing the same thing in my life and in yours too. I believe that the Lord has given us guidance, direction, and the means of this travel life. I believe that the Lord is bringing correction. Anytime we need correction, He will correct our lives for the good, for the better. But also He will provide protection. And not only that, but also he will give his provision to me and to you. What I'm saying is that the presence of God will make possibly all this for his children. He will guide us, correct us, protect us, and provide us. When the writer says, I will fear not evil, for you are with me, it means you will guide me, Lord. You will correct me, Lord. You will protect me, Lord. And you will provide whatever I need in, in this life. But also, Psalm 24, 4 says, for you are with me. And you know what this means? It means communion. It means walking with God and God walking with me. For you are with me, in verse 4, speaks of closeness, communication, intimacy, relationship with God. 
I mean, let me share a little bit about some facts of the valleys. As, as you know, a valley is a depression of land more or less wide and elongated. It is a plain between mountains. The valley that David speaks here, apparently, it was a valley called Arabah, a desert site, lonely and dangerous by the presence of wild animals and thieves. In fact, Arabah means dry land, and it's a dry valley exposed to danger. I don't know how many of you ever in your life has been in a dry land. But even when you are in a dry land, remember God is with you. God is with you. Now, uh, Mr. Philip Keller in his book, The Shepherd, on Psalm 23 says that when winter arrives... The shepherd has to move the sheep from the mountain to the valleys. And it is a very dangerous time. A sheep can give a mistake or, or can fall over the edge. Or, or it can be attacked by a beast. And because of the valley of shadow, the mountains block the sun. And it's, that is what he called the valley of shadow. What it means and our life is a crisis coming by circumstances because our human frailty, our personal mistakes, the enemy attacks, and errors of other people. Things that often comes with sickness, trials, and hardship. And it's a season that occurs in adverse feelings. Of inability to change the situation. Giving us a sense of helplessness. Because what is happening. It can be a financial valley of shadow. Or a valley of shadowing marriage. Or family. Or health. Or work. Or community. Or even in our nation. I think uh, we can ask some questions like these, and, and I'm pretty sure you, you already asked some of these questions. Why valleys? We don't need valleys. We don't want them. Why these valleys of shadow of death? And the other question that we might ask is, what we should do in these valleys? Can we something can we see something productive in this journey calls valleys of shadow of death? Let me share with you a few lessons from the valleys. And I'm going to share with you this uh, the things that we can learn from these valleys of shadow of death. And this is why I calling my measures a productive journey. Here are some of the reasons of what I say this. Number one, 
the valley of shadow of death comes to each one of us. Comes to each person. Remember what the writer says, even when he says, even though I walk the experience of going through valleys of shadow of death comes to each person. My question is, knowing this, is there any benefit in knowing this? Pastor Luis, what you are telling us to us, is this really helps in any way? I believe it helps. Let me tell you how knowing, and that doesn't mean that every morning that you wake up, you say, so something terrible will happen today. Something terrible will happen today. What it is, what it is. He will comes, he will comes. No, the Bible says that we have to uh, stand up and live by faith and, and, and fix our eyes to the Lord and proclaim his glory and his word and live by faith and speak to the things according with his word. But valleys of shadow of death will come to everyone. Let me share it with you. How saying this or knowing this will help us. Number one, and I believe that's the most important thing is, it will help us to create a dependency in God that produces confidence that he will guide us through these valleys. I'm not saying that you come to the altar or in the morning you go to the uh, corner of your room to pray and seek God because you are, you are scared about the things that might will be coming to your life. I'm not saying that. I say in the beginning, our relationship with God, it needs to be separated from everything that happens to us. We need God. We love God. We enjoy His presence. We come here not because we are fleeing from something, but we come here because I need God. I need His presence. I need to establish that relationship with the Lord. But therefore, when we, when we know that anything can happen, and I'm not a negative person. You can ask my wife. That's because I choose her to be my wife. But I'm very positive. I, I speak faith. I see possibilities and opportunities through the situations in life. But let me tell you this. A constant and faithful relationship with God prepare us for whatever comes, even though if we don't know what is coming, and why is coming? I think by knowing that a valley of shadow of death is coming to each person, it really heightens awareness of increased wisdom and grace in our activities and actions in life. What I'm saying is, we can become more wise and careful in what to do and in what to say. God give us wisdom. 
give us grace. I'm one of the person that I don't believe that we always have to learn by bad experiences. I believe that we can just learn by principles. But whatever the Lord is placing in our heart, I believe that uh, when we know that anything can happen, it's just move me to us. Lord, give him more wisdom to me to leave us a husband, to leave us a father, to leave us a worker, to leave us a citizen in this nation. Give me wisdom. The second lesson, I will put this in a form of a question. How I got into this valley? Don't you love me, God? It's not supposed to be like we're going to be free from this kind of situations in life. How I got into this valley. Let me tell you this. Sometimes you do not fully know or can easily recognize an error that led you there. It might be the actions of other people or situations or spiritual attacks. In this case, if we don't understand completely what is going on, what is this season in my life? Let me tell you how can this be useful. First thing is, I believe these kind of seasons will produce a weight in my heart and in my mind to meditate and to take me to evaluate my actions or the actions of other people. So that's when I can come to the Lord and say, Lord, would you please change me? I need change. I need a transformation. I need something else from you, Lord. Change my life. Change me. I need you. Change this. Tell me what I have to do. And I'm willing to do these things. You can fight and overcome the confusion that makes us ask, why God? Why me? Let me tell you this. By overcoming his, this way of thinking aims to remove the assumptions of misconceptions about God to us. Some of these questions are, does he angry with me? Or he really does not care about me? Oh, he doesn't realize what is going on in my life? Oh, even this one, he doesn't have the power to do anything. Let me tell you this. While you are holding this weight of thinking in your mind, these questions and the confusion simply will reduce. If I can use this expression, will reduce your faith and make your confidence weaken. The valley, the valley 
should teach us to focus on what we can learn, even if it's a very difficult crisis in our lives. Would you give me a few more minutes to finish this? Okay, I thought it was like, you know, well, let's go to the third lesson. The third lesson that we're going to get from these valleys is walking in valleys of shadow of death. Uh, and this sounds very simple, but it's the truth. It is not a permanent state, but it passed through. In the valleys of shadows, there is a start, but there is also an end. And let me tell you this, that God is not only interested in having everything finished, but also he is interested that you finish well. When you come to the other end of this shadow, this valley of shadow of death, so as you walk through the valley of death, do the following things. Do these. This is not a real great revelation. Simple things. While you're walking through that valley, would you please do this? Four things. Pray, meditate, trust, and learn. If you see the valley of shadow or something that will pass, there are three dynamics that will strengthen your faith and lead you to focus on God rather than in your valley. Those three dynamics is your faith, your prayer, your waiting. If you, if you have faith, you pray. If you pray, you wait. If you wait, you will receive. That's what Jesus told us in his precious word. Let me share with you the four lessons out of this valley of shadow of death is you may have an opportunity to increase your intimacy with God. Yes, I've been seeing this in my own life. And the valley of shadow can gain experience. A new dimension of God's resources, greater maturity and growth. You get to be closer. You got to be closer to God and deeper in your faith, not shallower and superficial. In these valleys, there is a valuable lesson. It is your turn to learn more about what it means to depend on God. I remember one guy that he, he received his uh, payment, you know, out of his job uh, that Friday. And uh, he put the money when he went to the, uh, to the bank and, and cash his check and put the, put the money into the envelope. He doesn't know how he lost that envelope. And it will be the money that he will need to leave the next two weeks. And this is his confession. Thank God. Now I have to learn to depend on God. <laughs> I don't know. 
I, I, yes, yes, yes. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. The bodies promote you to a level of encourage and conquest. Somebody once say this, without a Goliath, David has always been a shepherd boy. I think the Lord is moving us to a greater levels of capacity, intimacy with him and to live this precious life. The fifth lesson from the body of shadow of death is this. You gain lessons that can be used as a source of inspiration when you have to face the future challenges. When I say that, David, who wrote Psalms 23, he knew that in the valley of shadow, God was there. This knowledge and experience will help to strengthen his faith and prepare him for the next situation. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, is this a statement of a knowledge that comes with experience? God, you always is with me. You have been with me. You will with me. It is also the reality of the continuing presence of God that had been there in the past and always been manifested. So you can pray, Lord, here I am. Help me again as you did yesterday because I saw your power. I saw your faithfulness. I, found, I saw the power of the word. I saw that what you said it is true. The same way. May, 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 may not be the same way that the Lord will be manifesting in your life in the next season. But he will. The sixth lesson is the body of shadow of death provides a wonderful opportunity to help others. I, uh, a few months ago, I, I, heard, I heard these expressions, don't get bitter, get better. It, it, it has a lot of sense in that. Hey, let me tell you this. Others need your experience. Need your words of encouragement. Need your praise. Need your advice. All this is acquired in the school of the valleys. Valleys of shadow of death help us to purify our hearts from selfishness that make us focus less in ourselves and more in helping and blessing other people. Romans 12, 15 says, Rejoice with those who rejoice 
weep with those who weep. Valleys can help you to develop an understanding and a great regard for troubled people. So you can say, I know, I've been there. But also you can say, God will help you as he helped me. Let me show you how. Come with me. Let's walk this journey together because I'm going to show you how to overcome, how to become a conqueror in the power and in the grace of God in your life. Let me show you how. No, we are not living in the world that you live by yourself. Do whatever you can. No. Not only that, yes, every people has to do whatever they can, but also let me help you all because I have some scars in my life. I know about a faithful God. And let me show you how this going to turn in something else in your life. The last lesson. And the valley of shadow we can learn is to correct the measure we give to crisis and problems. And also to look at the correct size of our God. He is bigger than our valleys. Valleys of shadow of death tell us that problems can be resolved and to trust God for wisdom and strength to face them. When the writer says, I will fear not evil, for you are with me, he also says, God, I know I am in the midst of this crisis, but you are bigger than these problems, not the problems are bigger, bigger than you. This takes you to evaluate the power and um, effectiveness of resources that God has given to you, like pray His word in His face. David says, I will, I will fear not. David knew the power of fear and therefore not allowed it to dominate or control him. As you know, the fear has the power to affect our ability to think and to make right decisions. The opposite of fear is confidence in God. And this will bring peace and calm into your mind and your heart. David decided not to fear because he recognized that the presence of God was with him. You are with me, he says. And remember, this speaks of provision that we can declare, I am not alone. I have the grace to overcome. I have the resources to go forward. I can receive wisdom and everything else. I need to cross over the valley of the shadow of death. The presence of God with you is the more, is more than a statement. It is a reality and an experience. With God's presence comes everything you need. You know, something that God did when I read the word of God and when I see some of the people, God always promised his presence to individuals. To Abraham, he told him, I will be with you. To Moses, I will be with you. To Joshua, I will be with you. To Gideon, I will be with you. 
and to these, uh, his disciples in his church, I will be with you. I'm asking in this morning, is there any word for me? Is there any statement that comes from the heart of God to me? Yes. Was the promise only for those people or also for us as well? That is what says to you today. God says this to you today. God says this to you today. I am with you. 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 When we trust and recognize that God's presence is with us. This leads us to acknowledge the give us security in two ways. In two ways. The number one is because to know that he knows. To know he knows everything. He knows what is best for me and for you. And he guides us and teaches us and helps us. Romans 8:28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the call according to his purpose. To know that he knows, but also to know that he can. He is. He has the ability to intervene when he wins with his power and grace. My friends, in the body of shadow of death, he will sustain you and will help you achieve a productive journey when you know and trust that his presence is with you. He has the power to bring changes and he has a purpose for you. Psalm 138 says, the Lord will perfect what which concerns me. Though you walk through the valley of shadow of, I don't know what it is, your valley in this morning. Though you walk through the valley of shadow of, I will fear not. Habakkuk says, I will rejoice. And Job says, I will trust him. What is your valley? Let me use that word. You remember when I was telling you about the definition of though. What is your adverb when you are saying something that is different from or Contracts with the previous statement. Yeah, my valley is this, but I, I will fear not because God is with me. <laughs> yes, this is true. I'm passing through this situation, but I will not fear because God is with me. Hey, I want to finish with this. You can take everything else from my life. You can take any other word from my life. And don't take this one. I will be 
with you. God is with me. How many of you praise the Lord because His presence is with you? Would you stand and pray for a moment and praise His name? Let's stand for a second and, 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 and lift out your hands and praise and, 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 and worship the Lord and give Him thanks. Say, Lord, You are with me. You are with me. I will not fear. This is going to be a productive journey in my life. We give you praise and glory to you, my God, my Lord, my source, my life. You are everything to me. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your promise. You are with me. I'm not alone. I'm not in this by myself. If I will make any mistake, Lord, you will correct me. If I will be in any need, you will provide me. If there is a danger thing for my life, you will protect me. If I'm getting confused about something or trying to take the wrong step forward, you will guide me. Thank you for your direction. I want you to confess that God is your shepherd. He is your shepherd. Thank you, Lord. Giving him praise and glory. Just want to encourage everybody this morning. You know, your valley is relative to you and you alone. I think too many times we hear a testimony like Justin's last week. And we say, well, if that's a valley, I've never been in it. Because I've never lost a baby, a wife, and a mom. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.